Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Bunny Michael. When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, the knowing how worthy you are, every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat. But as you will hear from the callers on this podcast, our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to EXO Higher Self. Hello and welcome to episode 71. I hope you had a really nice New Year's celebration, whether you spent that with a bunch of people or by yourself. I literally did nothing this New Year's Eve and it was great. Well, actually, not nothing. Me and Kara like did a puzzle and watched a movie and not long after midnight, we were in bed Honestly, for so many years when I was performing a lot, New Year's Eve was always super hectic and I would be performing at like 2 or 3 in the morning. This is when I did a lot of music performances. I remember one year I agreed to perform at this like warehouse rave and it was really cold in there and there was so much smog like from the smog machine in the space that you literally couldn't see more than two feet in front of you. I mean, playing the show was really fun, but all the before and the after was like really, really hard and I just couldn't wait to get out of there. So nowadays that I have a chill New Year's Eve, it actually feels really refreshing and really fun. I am excited to announce that next Saturday, January 15th, will be our next live episode on Zoom. And the topic is higher selfing your New Year's intentions. I'm going to give a talk about, you know, setting intentions and manifestation from the higher self perspective. And then I will be taking your questions. All angels and miracles tiers on Patreon can attend the live Zoom. So if you really want to be there, make sure to sign up for the angels or miracles tier at patreon.com forward slash XO higher self. I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I was thinking about what my New Year's resolutions were, and I had a few, but but I wanted to share what I thought was my most important one with you, and that is to see the higher self in all people. We talk a lot on this podcast about compassion, and I know that it isn't always easy to have compassion for people, especially when they are hurtful or hateful or causing suffering. And when you feel that anger and that disdain, it's so easy to get you know caught up in those emotions. So how do you see the higher self in people who are not showing up with love? 
How do we get to that place within us? I think it's really important to remember that we all have the capacity to hate, to deny love, to cause suffering. We all have that capacity because we were all conditioned by our learned hierarchical beliefs. And most of us come from some level of trauma. And you can say, well, you know, I'm taking responsibility for my stuff. I'm taking responsibility for my unlearning. You know, I'm taking responsibility and looking within myself and changing myself. So why can't they, right? Well, because right now that person doesn't have the strength that you have. They're not as strong as you in that way at this time in their life. And acknowledging that they also have a higher self who is their true self is simply acknowledging their humanity. Maybe if you or I had been born in different circumstances, maybe raised in a different environment, maybe had different experiences, we wouldn't be where we are in our own growth right now. We wouldn't be listening to this podcast. I wouldn't be saying these words. And so the willingness to see someone else's higher self, even when they are not yet conscious of it, helps you know your higher self because you are affirming what is true, that we are all worthy, that we are all whole, that we don't have to hurt other people in order to feel empowered because we know our power. We don't have to take from other people because we feel we are lacking. That awareness of our higher selves is a strength. And not everybody is there, but everybody deserves to be there. And so when you choose to affirm somebody's higher self, it doesn't mean that you're going to condone hateful behavior or let yourself be trampled on. It just means that you acknowledge that the learned hierarchical belief system isn't real. It's an illusion. It's an illusion that some people are better than others. In so many ways, we're caught. We're caught in that illusion. And that's okay because we're working to break free. But not everybody is able to be on that path yet. And maybe won't be in this lifetime. In this life cycle, maybe they won't. But if we deny their higher self, we are keeping them down. And in that way, we are reinforcing the hierarchy, right? So freeing other people from that belief system frees yourself. Seeing other people's higher self means that you can more easily see your own. Having compassion for other people means that you can channel compassion for yourself. And it isn't always easy, but I think it's a great New Year's resolution. So I'm going to be talking a lot more about this stuff at the live episode on Zoom. And we'll be talking a lot about, you know, what it means to manifest from the perspective of your higher self versus the perspective of your learned hierarchical beliefs. And there is a really big difference in that. So I hope you'll join me. All right, everyone, let's get to the questions. Following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. 
Things have gotten so confusing with me and my best friend. I've had a crush on him for as long as I can remember, but have let go of my attachment to him in that way because he never liked me back. But for the past month, I've noticed that things have gotten more romantic between us and there's more tension. At first, I thought that I was imagining it, but I can tell now that something is different. He just got out of a relationship though, and I'm afraid maybe he's just lonely. I can't imagine him genuinely liking me. I'm afraid to be hopeful. I'm afraid to bring it up. I don't know what to do. I feel myself starting to get attached again. Thank you for all you do. You help me find portals to my higher self. Hi, sweetheart. I think you should give yourself a lot of credit for being able to let go of the romantic attachment enough to still be able to have a meaningful friendship. And that is not an easy thing to do. I don't think you should stop maintaining that boundary now, even if your friend seems to be more open to the possibility of a romance. He did just get out of a relationship, like you said, and he needs time to process that relationship. Sometimes when people are going through a breakup, you know, they get really vulnerable and can make impulsive choices. And I don't want you to be in a situation where something happens romantically and afterwards he communicates he actually isn't ready for a new romantic commitment because he just got out of a relationship. And then you feel hurt. Even if he makes a move, I think before anything happens between you two in that way, you should be really cautious and communicate that because you have strong feelings. You don't want to go there unless he shares that level of interest. Otherwise, you risk losing the friendship and you risk having to go through an emotional roller coaster that might not even be necessary. And if the flirting is making it really hard for you right now, you don't have to flirt back. I know that that's not easy, but remember your emotional well-being is really important. And you deserve to be in a romantic relationship with someone who is 100% interested. If you are having any intuition that he might be leading you on, I want you to know that you don't have to play that game. Because truthfully, you don't want to be with anyone that doesn't want to be with you. And if he does really want to be with you, then he will communicate that to you. In the meantime, I think for your own emotional safety, keeping things on a platonic level will help you see more clearly what it is that you actually want, what it is your higher self wants for you, what it is that you actually deserve in a relationship and in a friendship. It isn't fair for anyone to cross a boundary with their friend because they need an ego boost or they're looking for a rebound. That actually isn't a very caring thing to do, especially if they know the other person has stronger feelings. Taking care of yourself through this is the most important thing. Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, an outsider's guide to loving yourself in a tough world is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs 
that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Hi, Bunny and listeners. I'm just going to jump right into my question. It has to do with money, beliefs, and attitudes about money. I took a loan out for college way back in 2014, and I basically ignored it up until a few days ago. Um, by this time, it's accumulated so much interest, and I've been really stressing over it. I feel shame about it and being irresponsible for not facing this huge financial responsibility sooner. And it's upsetting because I never even ended up graduating from that school. It's been a huge weight on me, especially as I've been thinking more and more about things like marriage with my partner and buying a house and wanting to start a family. I feel like this debt is a huge burden keeping me from pursuing the things that I want in life. Um, so I was wondering if you have any insight on how I can approach this money issue with as much grace as possible or if you have any opinions on how to view money in a healthy way or even in a neutral way. Myself and all of your listeners really appreciate what you do. I just want you to hear that as much as possible because you really are such an inspiration and bright, beautiful energy in this world. Thanks in advance for your words and your wisdom. And I hope everybody listening has a great day. Bye. Hey, hun, having student loan debt is nothing to be ashamed about. Student loan debt is now the second highest consumer debt category, second only to mortgage debt and higher than debt for both credit cards and auto loans. Assuming you live in the U.S., 45 million Americans have student loan debt because college tuition is way too expensive. Taking out a loan in many cases, is the only way to afford college. And most of us, you know, at a very young age of 17 or 18, we're told that we need to get a college degree. But the only way to go to college is to take out a loan of tens of thousands of dollars. Taking out a loan of tens of thousands of dollars is a major decision that at that age, we don't really fully comprehend. We don't really understand the gravity of having to pay that back. We don't fully understand how the interest works. This stuff isn't taught to us as wild as that is. Why is there no education on these financial decisions in high school? You know, we're put into these places and we end up way in over our heads. We trust what we're told. We trust what our culture tells us to do. We trust that with the college degree, we will get jobs that pay us enough to pay off that loan and live a financially stable life. But in so many ways, we were duped. Millennials are the first generation to make less 
money than their parents. Salaries and wages have not risen at the same rate as inflation. Things cost so much more, but we're not getting paid more. I took out a huge college loan for an acting degree. And looking back at it now, I'm like, wow, what was I thinking? Like the chances of my acting career having enough success to pay off that loan was extremely slim. I just read a statistic that only 2% of actors make a living off their acting. That's a 2% chance that this loan would be worth it, financially speaking. But I wasn't thinking about that. I just wanted to go to college. I just wanted to be an artist. I just wanted to be in theater. I wanted to act. I wanted to learn. I wanted to grow. I wanted the experience. Everyone that wants to go to college to learn should have the opportunity to do that without going into such extreme debt. There is a ton of activism now happening in the U.S. for student loan cancellation because so many people recognize this just isn't fair, especially because the majority of people who have student loan debt are Black people, people of color, and women. Well, that makes sense in a system where racism and sexism for generations has prevented equal opportunity. The only way was to borrow. The reason countries like Germany, France, Norway, and Sweden offer free college tuition is they recognize higher education as a human right, not something that should only be accessible to privileged people. So the fact of the matter is you taking out that loan at that time was what you thought you should do. And that is totally understandable. You were trying to actually take care of yourself. You were trying to build a future that you want. But the system isn't taking care of you. Having debt is not a character flaw. It means the system is flawed. And your worth is not defined by this capitalist system. We were all raised to see money as the more you have, the more you are. And the path of your higher self is unlearning those hierarchical beliefs. Everyone is born worthy of abundance. Living an abundant life is knowing your inherent worth just for being you. There are many people with more money than they could ever spend in their lifetime who never feel like they have enough. Because deep down, they don't feel like they are enough. We are all actually on the same path of awakening to our worth. No matter what we do or we don't have, no matter where we come from, no matter what circumstance we were born in, we are all on this same awakening path. Sometimes it's harder to awaken when you're surrounded by material wealth. Sometimes it takes being confronted with something like debt to know that your possessions don't define you. Sometimes it takes loss to realize what you really have. Your higher self uses every experience to awaken you to your worth. Before I wrap this up, I also want to say that the Biden administration campaigned on giving at least 10K in student loan forgiveness. Now, whether that happens or not, we shall see. The wind of change is in the air. Also, please look into refinancing your loan for a lower interest rate and just take it one step at a time. 
you are not alone in this process. I am right there with you, along with, I'm sure, many people that are listening, and we will get through this together. The following question is from an email. Hi, Benny. I'm a college senior who recently changed my major. Although I made that change late last year, I was still determined to graduate on time, and I overloaded myself with six classes and two jobs this past semester. Outside of school, this year has been very hard for me. Dealing with untreated depression and anxiety, family fighting, and just other figuring out myself and adulthood things. I was burnt out by the time the semester started, and although grades are not final yet, I'm pretty sure it will be my worst semester on record. This would majorly disrupt my plans for graduation and grad school, as well as just being a major disappointment in myself. I am a good, capable student, but I didn't have the strength to give it my all this semester. My question is, how do I forgive myself for falling short? I'm having trouble giving myself grace. And with my future plans in jeopardy, how do I embrace the change? Honestly, I planned on grad school because I could stay where I am, surrounded by my friends, and I don't think I'm ready to move away. If that's not an option, how do I trust there's something better out there for me? Thank you for all your help. I've been a fan of yours for a long time. Hey babe, you know the thing is, I don't think you fell short. I think you had too much on your plate. We have times in our life where we can't do all the things we want to do because we're dealing with a lot. And life is like that. It's unpredictable. And just because things didn't go the way that you had planned does not mean you did anything wrong or should be disappointed in yourself. In fact, it seems like this is a very valuable lesson in self-acceptance. It's a lesson that you need. Self-acceptance is going to serve you more than any class or job or grade could because you can take it with you to all your future endeavors on all the ups and downs that life will throw at you. Being grounded in your higher self, the knowledge that you are enough just how you are right now in this moment is more important than any accomplishment. No matter what happens, your worth never changes. And from that awareness, you can accept what happens with grace. Grace is surrendering to what is. So I want you to surrender to who you are, not you in the sense of the student or employee or person dealing with depression, but in your deepest sense, in your being, in your wholeness, in your spirit. From the higher self perspective, there is no such thing as failure. There is no such thing as rejection. There is only the universe pointing you towards deeper understanding of self. And you are already doing that work, you know. You should give yourself the credit. You spent this semester attending to your mental health and well-being, which meant attempting to overload yourself with classes and jobs wasn't doable. And you know what? That is a good thing because you shouldn't overload yourself. So now you have to trust that what is happening is actually what you need. It might not look exactly like what you expected, but that means it's going to be so much more than that. 
The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. I have a question for the podcast. But first, I want to say thank you for everything you do and the community you have built through your memes and higher self podcasts. You are a light to this world, and I'm so grateful for you. Okay, so my question has to do with coming out as a non-binary person. I realized a few years ago that I identify with the non-binary community. I've come out to a few family members and friends who have an understanding of the LGBT. QIA community and what non-binary means, and they have the capacity to listen and understand what being non-binary means to me, since it can mean so many different things for different people. For me, the way I see it, the world itself is non-binary, and I am uniquely me. I am a scientist, and I like to remind people that there's actually no binary system that exists in nature. So for me, a binary gender system just doesn't make sense. I know for some non-binary people, they don't identify with either of the female or male identities, but for me, it's more about addition than subtraction. I identify with my assigned at birth gender, female, but I also identify with the male gender as well. I just get inspiration from all genders and present however I feel that day, whatever makes me feel most authentic to myself. Regarding pronouns, I still prefer she, her pronouns, but don't mind if people call me they, them, or even he, him. I have not really ever experienced body dysmorphia other than the usual insecurities that come from living in this society. I'm still in the process of figuring out how my gender identity influences my sexuality, but so far in my life, I've really only been attracted to male-presenting people. That could change though, I don't know. It still feels all very new to me. So my issue is, I've been thinking lately that maybe I should come out more publicly, but I feel like so many people just won't get it. I still use she, her pronouns. I'm still attracted to male presenting people. And even when I'm presenting more masculine, I still look feminine because of my anatomy, which I'm fine with. I'm very happy just being me. I feel like if I were to come out, I just have to be answering questions all the time, explaining myself. Previously, I felt like there's no point in coming out because either way, I'm just being my authentic self and presenting however feels comfortable to me. But then I think to myself, am I just hiding a part of myself and will it help other people who are in the closet know that I am openly myself? Not that I should do things just for other people. I need to live my life for me. I just want to be me and not have to explain myself to people and just be loved for who I am. So yeah, I would love to hear your advice on this topic. Thank you again so much for being a role model in my life. Hey, sweetheart. I really love how you explained your perspective on being non-binary. I too see it as an addition. And for me, I identify with spirit and spirit is non-binary. You know, many people do have different ways of seeing it. And there is no right or wrong way, aka no binary way of seeing non-binary, lol. As far as coming out, I think there's no rush to doing anything you feel like you don't want to do. Maybe it's not that you don't want to talk about it, but you don't want to be vulnerable to what others might say to you. And the unfortunate reality is that many people won't understand and even feel uncomfortable around other people's authenticity because it makes them question themselves. So many times when I've told people I'm non-binary, they feel compelled to give me a little speech about how they're just learning about it or how it's hard to say they them pronouns or how they see gender. 
And sometimes it's like, you know, you're not always up for that conversation. It's kind of like when someone quits drinking and it automatically makes people around them who drink a lot uncomfortable and they start talking about, oh yeah, I quit drinking once or whatever. And it just becomes about their story. When you are authentically yourself, you inspire others to look within themselves too. And sometimes that is a very nice thing. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not a pleasurable experience. You are who you are, no matter what you call yourself or what others call you. Non-binary has nothing to do with how you look and everything to do with how you feel in your heart. You don't have to explain yourself. I've heard a lot of people talk about rather than calling it coming out, it's more of a calling in. You're giving someone the privilege of knowing you in a more intimate way of hearing your thoughts, of seeing your perspective. It's a gift that you don't have to share or only share with people you trust. Whatever you choose, whether you want to publicly call yourself non-binary or not, there will be easier times and harder times. It might relieve you of some uncomfortable conversations to not call yourself non-binary, but it might also make you feel uncomfortable to limit what you share. The important thing to remember is someone else's limitations on unlearning these very ingrained binary ways of looking at gender isn't who they really are. It's their conditioning. It's stuff they're still working through. And in a culture that is so deep into gender conformity, it's not an easy path of unlearning. Having compassion for others will only empower you to love yourself more wholly. And ultimately, that's really what it's all about. I also want to say that we tend to make a lot of assumptions about how people are going to react to. And oftentimes you do get surprised. You know, you might have assumed somebody wouldn't be cool about it and they actually really are cool about it. You know, we're bringing our own bias to the table too. So in that way, we are also healing through that experience, learning to love and accept our authentic selves. No matter what, no matter what you call yourself, you are whole. It's not your job to heal other people's relationships to gender, but I do believe that being unapologetically yourself is the most empowered place that you can be. I'm sending you so much love. Okay, babes, that wraps it up for this week's episode. Thank you so much for being here with us. Happy New Year. I'm so excited for 2022 and all the stuff that we're going to be doing here on this podcast and all the other ways that we can connect. Remember, if you're looking for more connection and more discussion about higher self concepts, please join the Higher Self Community Discord page. There's lots of people on there who love to talk about this stuff. It's a little community and it's really great. Also, if you need more episodes, if you've gone through all of them, there's a lot of bonus episodes when you sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash exohigherself. Okay, babes, take care of yourselves. Try this week to make an effort to see the higher self in all people. You know, sometimes I imagine when I'm walking down the street, I just imagine like a light in everyone's chest. And it kind of takes me to that place, you know, that place of awareness. Sometimes I can just get emotional at the idea that all of us just want to be loved, you know? And we have all of these layers and all of these walls and all of this stuff that we're peeling off and 
we're unlearning and we're breaking free of. But sometimes you just kind of have that glimpse, that vision, and you remember who you really are and who we all are and how beautiful that is. So share that as much as you can. I love you so much and so does your higher self. I'll see you next week. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari.